Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Place Prepared. Place Prepared podcast is about manifesting and the law of assumption. This includes success stories, Neville Goddard analysis, manifesting tips, and much more. In this episode, we are continuing with the series where we read in chronological order Neville Goddard's books. I would read an excerpt and discuss what the passage, chapter, or page means to me. We are continuing with At Your Command, which came out in 1939. I will be reading this book from Neville Goddard's Complete Reader on Amazon Kindle. Now let's pick up from where we left off. For whatsoever ye ask in my name, the same give I unto you. Whatsoever is quite a large measure. It is the unconditional. It does not state if society deems it right or wrong that you should ask it. It rests with you. Do you really want it? Do you desire it? That is all that is necessary. Life will give it to you as you ask in his name. His name is not a name that you pronounce with the lips. You can ask forever in the name of God or Jehovah or Christ Jesus, and you will ask in vain. Name means nature. So when you ask in the nature of a thing, results ever follow. To ask in the name is to rise in consciousness and become one in nature with the thing desired. Rise in consciousness to the nature of the thing, and you will become that thing in expression. Therefore, what things soever ye desire, when you pray, believe that ye have received them, and ye shall receive them. Praying, as we have shown you before, is recognition. The injunction to believe that you receive is first person, present tense. This means that you must be in the nature of the things asked for before you can receive them. What I really like about this passage is the word nature and how he says, become one in nature with the thing desired. Rise in consciousness to the nature of the thing. We don't get what we want, we get what we are. So as Neville's talking about the nature of it, it means entering into the state of the version of you who is who they want to be or is the version of you who has what they want. That state that you wish to be in has to be the most dominant one, has to be the one that feels natural to you. Because right now, maybe a chaotic state is more natural to you. Maybe feeling like crap feels natural to you. You have to decide to enter this new state and make this new state more natural to you. One of the things that Neville says that I really love is, the time it takes for you to get your desire is the time it takes to make it natural to you. When it feels natural to you, that is when you receive your desire. So this is directly correlated to this passage. All right, moving along. To get into the nature easily, general amnesty is necessary. We are told, forgive if ye have aught against any, that your father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you. But if ye forgive not, neither will your father forgive you. This may seem to be some personal God who is pleased or displeased with your actions, but this is not the case. Consciousness, being God, if you hold in consciousness anything against man, you are binding that condition in your world. But to release man from all condemnation is to free yourself so that you may rise in consciousness to any level necessary. There is, therefore, no condemnation to those in Christ Jesus. Therefore, a very good practice before you enter into your meditation is first to free every man in the world from blame, for law is never violated, and you can rest confidently in the knowledge that every man's conception of himself is going to be his reward. So you do not have to bother yourself about seeing whether or not man gets what you consider he should get, for life makes no mistakes, and always gives man that which man first gives himself. Alright, let's talk about this. So what this reminds me of is 
is what the whole basis of Ho'oponopono is. Ho'oponopono is about taking 100% responsibility for the things that are happening in your life, meaning that the world is just mirroring what you have inside of you. One of the best examples that I can think of is Dr. Hugh Len was talking about in an interview how he doesn't heal people. What he does is change the belief inside of him. So what Ho'oponopono does is it erases memories, beliefs, and any negative emotions tied to a specific thing. So the example with Hugh Len is that he talked about how a woman came up to him and talked about how she wanted to be healed from cancer. So he asked himself, what is it inside of me that is creating this experience? So what is inside of you that believes that cancer exists? And this directly correlates to what Neville is talking about. If you hold in consciousness, If you hold in consciousness anything against man, you are binding that condition in your world, meaning that if you believe something exists, then it must exist in your life. If you believe that hate exists in the world or that people could hate you, then they have to show up in your life. But if you only believe in love and you only believe that love exists, then that's the only thing you can experience. Even if somebody says something hurtful, you will meet them from a place of love. You will see them as love. So I really love that he's talking about forgiveness and he's talking about taking people out of specific states and you don't take people out of specific states by focusing on them but instead making it about you and what you are experiencing and changing your state and he says for life makes no mistakes and always gives man that which man gives first himself so you first had to believe that bad things can happen before that they actually happened. This brings us to the much abused statement of the Bible on tithing. Teachers of all kinds have enslaved man with this affair of tithing, for not themselves understanding the nature of tithing and being themselves fearful of lack. They have led their followers to believe that a tenth part of their income should be given to the Lord. Meaning, as they make very clear that when one gives a tenth part of his income to their particular organization, he is giving his tenth part to the Lord, or is tithing. But remember, I am the Lord. Your awareness of being is the God that you give to and you ever give in this manner. Therefore, when you claim yourself to be anything, you have given that claim or quality to God. And your awareness of being, which is no respecter of persons, will return to you, pressed down, shaken together, and running over with the quality or attribute which you claim for yourself. Awareness of being is nothing that you could ever name. To claim God to be rich, to be great, to be loved, to be all-wise, is to define that which cannot be defined. For God is nothing that could ever be named. Tithing is necessary, and you do tithe with God. But from now on, give to the only God and see to it that you give him the quality that you desire as man to express by claiming yourself to be the great, the wealthy, the loving, the all-wise. What I really like about this is the line, therefore, when you claim yourself to be anything, you have given that claim or quality to God. Don't say anything about yourself that you wouldn't say about God. Whatever you say or believe about yourself will return back to you. That is why it is so important to work on your self-concept to know and understand what your true nature is, who you really are. You are literally God made flesh. You are God's dream come true. If you were to understand that you are God, not only would you see yourself in a higher level, but you would also see people in better states, which goes back to what he was saying previously about putting people in particular states. All right, now moving on to the last passage of this episode. Do not speculate as to how you shall express these qualities or claims, for life has a way that you, as man, know not of. Its ways are past finding out, 
But I assure you, the day you claim these qualities to the point of conviction, your claims will be honored. There is nothing covered that shall not be uncovered. That which is spoken in secret shall be proclaimed from the housetops. That is, your secret conviction of yourself. These secret claims that no man knows of, when really believed, will be shouted from the housetops in your world. For your convictions of yourself are the words of the God within you which words are spirit and cannot return unto you void, but must accomplish whereunto they are sent. You are at this moment calling out of the infinite that which you are now conscious of being, and not one word or conviction will fail to find you. Now this part is just so beautiful, and I love this so much. It's really showing you who you are and taking you back to you. It's not making it about somebody else. It's not making it about a specific thing. It's making it about you and your experience. Whatever you tell yourself about you must return back to you. So claim lovingly, see yourself as the best version of yourself, show up for yourself, and do not worry about the how or when these things are going to come to you. And that is the most beautiful thing to me because I don't need to worry about the how or when I'm going to get the things that I want. All I have to worry about is that it is. I just know that it is and that's the end of the story. Isn't it so beautiful that we never have to worry about the how or when? That is just my favorite part of everything. With that all being said, I hope this episode brought you some clarity and let me know your thoughts on the passage. Thank you for listening to Place Prepared Podcast. Please be sure to subscribe, like, and comment. You can give a follow to Place Prepared on Instagram for daily manifesting content. Happy manifesting!